broadcasting from across the North American continent of the Terran Empire, bringing you our unpopular Star Trek opinions since 2020. This is Code 47. And we are back. Code 47 podcast on the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network this is episode 54 uh and this is gonna be marginally bittersweet rich is leaving me at least for the short term he's going on vacation yeah so hello rich how Howdy. are you how's it going i'm good i'm good i'm ready for vacation i have a spin we got five days before we leave and man it has been just work 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 i've got you know i've got two podcasts of my own and i'm trying to get them covered while we're gone so we don't miss a week and yeah. Charlie, you helped yeah. me on one of them. You helped me on a couple yeah. of them, actually. Yeah, yeah. And I know we have another one coming on uh, down the road once you're back. And yeah, then, yeah. Forever Purge. Uh, <laughs> Your favorite movie of the summer. Yes, right? exactly. And then Rich <laughs> Rich is actually going to be uh, moving off on his own and, mm-hmm. and leaving me, which uh, he and I talked about it several weeks ago. He's going to be moving on to kind of some of his own projects. And uh, I'm going to be talking to uh, another individual or individuals, depending on things, how things shake out. Uh, to have a more permanent uh, co-host, Rich will be uh, potentially coming back uh, after his vacation to cover if if that has not materialized. We did discuss that. Yep. Um, but Rich will also be returning to me, uh, returning to us here on the show to um, cover uh, occasional special episodes where we are talking about Trek comics because that's something uh, that we both employ. Like we're we're looking uh, to welcoming back the Tipton brothers, or at yep. least the Tipton brother, as I've I've maintained a relationship with Scott Tipton oh, sure. uh, to talk about the mirror mirror uh, mirror war comics. We read a zero issue yeah. uh, issue number one comes out next week, so we'll oh, be able to come out next week. Yeah, so we'll yeah, I mean that was that was that. in our hopper for a while there. We that was our we we've been we've been wanting to do that. So I'm I'm not going anywhere for that. So we'll gotcha, gotcha. We'll so we will you know, we will plan to have you come back. You know, maybe once a quarter to to do something comic book related or that to talk good. about a talk about an old book or something. Yeah. And to that to that point, we've actually modified the name of one of our segments, which we will get to a little bit later on in the show. Uh, moving forward, um, so. You'll hear that shortly, but first and foremost, we jump in talking about the news. Now, uh, front and center, New York Comic Con is going on this weekend. We're recording this on Sunday the 10th, Uh, so I assume that show is probably wrapping up today. Yep. Uh, But yesterday, we did get the first full two-minute trailer for Star Trek Discovery Season 4. This is... It was... An action-packed deal. You got to see Captain Burnham in action. You did get to see the return of Captain Saru. Uh, you've got some controversial images, uh, including a 32nd century Ferengi, which people are kind of losing their minds about. Uh, <laughs> yeah. to, you know, to whatever regard. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this was you know, this was action-packed. Uh, it seems that the central theme has to do with something very Star Trekky, which is a dangerous anomaly. You know, Q Todd Oxtra, yeah, yeah, Q Todd Oxtra coming in and talking about space anomalies. Um, but regardless, I'm very excited about uh, about the return of the show, which is uh, you know, which has been off. You know, shows don't really follow the you know three month hiatus where you have a you know September to May schedule and then they're back again in September. We usually it's usually once a year. Yeah. Uh, or I'm trying to figure out. Did this show? This show was on earlier this year, so I guess I guess I'm mistaken. It was ended in February, or did it start? Oh my god! Oh my gosh! I'm I'm trying to remember. Did we have Picard earlier this year, and then Discovery? I'm gonna. I would have to go back and check the calendar. Yeah. So 
you might have to negate my previous statement, but regardless, <laughs> um, uh, th- this looks this looks very exciting to me. And um, yeah, for all the people who are naysaying about the Ferengi design, my my thought was, and I did post this uh, on our um, group for the Grand Petoskey, of which uh, the fan club chapter of which Rich and I are both members, uh, that if you think about a thousand years in between, you know, what did human beings look like a thousand years ago versus what they look like now? You know, that, that's we a good all, point. You know, do we all look the same? I'm not saying that the change could have been this radical, but you're looking at this particular image of this Ferengi is, you know, maybe he, you know, maybe he's 500 years old and he's wilted. I don't know, but you know what? Does not have my knickers in a twist and does not uh, detract from my enjoyment, at least of this trailer. So, mm-hmm. uh, Rich, how about you? What, what, what are your, what are your thoughts and feelings about this? Well, first of all, I didn't, I didn't watch the trailer. So I apologize. I just didn't have time, That's but I okay. will. I will watch it before you know before okay. too long here. But uh, I have seen the picture, and mm-hmm. I haven't engaged in any of the conversation because I think for me, what happens? I think people. I think people shit on Discovery a lot, and uh, well, I'm I mean, not they, okay they, with that. So they they put them. Discovery has ostensibly since 2017 put themselves out on the the, far, the furthest limb right. from from the tree that is the the Berman era of Star right. Trek that we had in, that we had in the nineties into the, the mid aughts. Um, right. And that's, that's clearly terrifying to people. Yeah, absolutely. People don't like change. And I think as soon as you get something like this Ferengi with this different look, people are going to shit on that too. And you know, I'm the, I mean, it didn't bother me because the, the way that I think about it, you now I just think about like, you know, star Wars to change gears there you know, you have a, you have a specific planet and it's all water and you have a specific planet and it's all sand and you got another planet and it's all lava, which works really well. Yeah, there you go. You start with Mark, (laughs) which works really well in a cinematic uh, look, right? Because, oh, we're going to the lava planet. Oh, we're going to the water planet, right? There and gone. There and gone. Right. Story moves on. Yeah. But in a, but in a world building sense, it doesn't make any sense, Right so there have to be other biomes on those planets. They can't, I mean, Geonosis cannot be all like desert rock stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But similarly, the people can't all look the same. There's not mm-hmm. just one species on earth, right? We've got humans, we've got apes, we've got, you know, tigers and lions and yada, 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 right? Right. So why is it that we assume that all Ferengi look alike? Or that's Klingons. A, or that's Klingons. That's big rub. The that's, biggest yeah, rub. Yep, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, I mean, can you get more racist than all Ferengi look alike, right? Yeah. They all have to look the same, right? Right. All Klingons have to look the same. Why? Because right. they're easy to identify? It's shorthand, sure, but you can also have, yeah, I mean. I mean if I can interject, if you, you can't really see, but this, this the map on the wall behind me mm-hmm. is the 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 alpha alpha and beta quadrants from Star Trek. Right. The biggest portion of the beta quadrant is the Klingon Empire, and it goes out on this map so far that it runs off the map. So, so it's it's so big. Yeah. And filled with so many planets. How could you say that every resident on every one of those planets within the Klingon Empire looks exactly the same? Right. Yeah, they don't I all have horseshoe that. crabs on their head. That some of them right. look like the TOS ones, right? Right, exactly. But so so this doesn't bother me. This doesn't bother me in the slightest because you know, there's 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 always variety and Star Trek is all about diversity. So, 
If right, there's, exactly. There's got to be diversity even within the Ferengi Empire or whatever it's called. Yeah. It's not the Empire, right? What is the Ferengi? It's the Ferengi Alliance. Alliance pretty, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I can tell you by looking at this map uh, that I cannot make it out unless I get out my loop. So never mind. I <laughs> believe it's called the Ferengi Alliance, but we can certainly okay. verify that. We'll, we'll go with that. I mean, that, that works for me. So, right. Yeah, this one didn't get that my knickers in a twist, so I'm good. Good news. Looks, All right, it looks so, good. I'm ready for the new season, that's for sure. Most definitely. New uh, new season drops on November 18, which is day of Ooh, the week. Would that's be... so quick. That's so soon. I that's know. next month. I know. Yeah, no, that was uh, – and that was information we got just on Star Trek Day. Oh, that cool. is going to, again, be a Thursday show. So that will Ooh. be uh, on your Thursday viewing. So I'm so ready. Cool. Yeah, we'll get to watch one on Thanksgiving, too, then. Ooh, there, something, to, something to give thanks for. Oh, some trekking. Yeah. Good stuff. So, all right, moving along, uh, we have uh, news broke last week that uh, uh, the Captain Kirk himself, William Shatner, is jumping on uh, a an honest to god uh, rocket into space through who, who's the rich jerk who's sending him up there? Uh, I, I think it's uh, Bezos. Bezos, yeah, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, so Bezos is sending uh, sending him into orbit, and again, Kirk is a or as Shatner is eighty nine years old. Ninety. Born in, 90. Okay, yeah, so he was born in the 30s. Yes. Oh, no, 90. wait. No, he will be 90 when he makes the trip, I guess. So oh, gotcha. It's okay. next year, so yeah. Uh, oh, it's next year. Okay, yeah, because he was born in 1932, I think. So there we go. Uh, so yeah, so he is. Um, he has a reaction that is not uncommon to, I think, Rich, and I don't want to speak for you, but maybe I'll just have a guess. If you found out you were going into space, I think I would be more <laughs> a little bit freaked out. Uh, <laughs> and, and, he, and he's coming right out and saying it. And again, with his advanced age, um, assuming that he's with us by then, because 90 is, uh, I mean, 90 is up there. I miss, no I misspoke. They're no actually going on the 12th. They're going on the 12th of this month. So okay. they're going next week or this week. What the hell day is it? What day is it today? It's Sunday the 10th. Yeah. They're going in, they're going two days from now. Oh my. So he is wherever he is and he's getting ready and he's got his fancy spacesuit. Uh, but yeah, uh, Shatner, uh, it was quoted as saying, I'm terrified. I'm captain Kirk. And I'm terrified. I'm not really terrified. Yes, I am. Oh, my God. He's <laughs> that sounds uh, it like comes a, yeah. It comes and goes like a summer cold. I'm planning on putting my nose against the window while in space. My only hope is that I won't see someone looking back. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I applaud him for his honesty, I think. Yeah. Um, don't, but, don't bang uh, any aliens while you're up there, Bill. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. One, keep your spacesuit on. So yeah. I, I think this is fun. Obviously, it's a massive PR stunt for Bezos like he needs, you know, that at all, for God's sakes. Yeah, I'm of two minds on this. Like, first first of all, it's William Shatner going to space. So that, to the to the to 12-year-old me, that is cool as hell, right? Right. But, but, but we're talking about billionaires spending billions of dollars to send rich people to space. And I have a problem with that. But the, the, so I've, I have to put that aside because 12 year old me is like holy crap captain, captain kirk's Kirk. going to space right right exactly and i'm so, actually yeah. going to stop and see the monument where in in iowa on my way to florida i'm stopping to see the monument in iowa to the uh, the future birthplace of captain oh, james, P., james tiberius River, kirk riverside iowa the exactly. other one i would the other one I would love to see is the uh, the Catherine Janeway statue in Bloomington, Indiana. Right. That would, yeah. That would be. Yeah. And I, and again, I would have to whip out my map to know exactly because I've spent time in Indiana, but I don't know that I passed by 
Bloomington, which I also think is the hometown of John Cougar Mellencamp. I could be wrong. It doesn't matter. That whole state is basically John Cougar Mellencamp on the radio all the time. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. When, next year, when I go to, we're driving to Delaware next year, probably, and uh, we, I, I'm going to try and stop in Bloomington for that too. Because, I, I yeah. literally think this episode should be called John Cougar Mellencamp all the time there we go that that'll be the stand in case we come up with something else oh my gosh something else interesting about this this article is the guy that talked him into it this jason ehrlich guy is was in sleepaway camp 2 and charlie you still need to see the original sleepaway camp you can stream it everywhere dude Oxtra made me watch. What did we have to watch for to talk about on SFU? It, it, he 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 made me watch it, and then he sent me the RT score, which was in the cellar. And then we watched it yesterday, and we enjoyed it. And it was called The Final Girls. I loved that movie. I liked it too. But anyway, good. don't don't good. want to get too too far afield. Yeah, yeah. So I, no, go and, see Sleepaway Camp, man. It's everywhere. You can stream it all over the place, free I on did. Like Tubi I, and stuff. I, I, I looked it up, and it was in one ear and out the other. So you just stay on me about that. I'll, I'll take care of it. <laughs> You're missing this, out. This, <laughs> this last one uh, really fires me up because uh, for many, many years uh, in Ticonderoga, New York, which is in New York State somewhere, you know, everybody thinks of New York and you think of New York City. The city, yeah. And then there's miles and miles of stuff that looks exactly like Minnesota or Michigan. You know, it's just, <laughs> you know, so Farmland, that's, yeah. that's where I'm going to assume Ticonderoga is like, you know, near Schenectady or something. I have no idea. I'd have to look it up. Schenectady. But regardless, uh, they have for several years had a complete, faithful, accurate uh, set creation of the bridge of the Constitution Class 1701 USS Enterprise. Very cool, very exciting. But again, between you and I, Rich, you're the big TOS fan. I am like, "Eh, I love the movies and I love the the I love the movie sets. Like I would flip out if somebody built that Enterprise bridge. I'd be totally fired up to, you know finally get a monster maroon uniform and sit in, sit in that captain's chair. Yeah. But new news comes out, and this article is from about a week ago, that the good folks at Ticonderoga are embarking on building a faithful recreation of the Bridge of the Enterprise-D from Star Trek The Next Generation. I must see this. <laughs> uh, I have, you know, as a costumer, I have many, many uniforms that would be era appropriate to sit on the bridge of the 1701D. Cause again, that's a design that uh, went through several iterations of uniforms. You know what I mean? So I could wear, you know, my TOS, my, my TNG classic or the two piece or the DS nine or the, this or the, that. So uh, it would be a dream of mine. Yeah. To, number one, find Ticonderoga, <laughs> which will help me. Cause I can do it through Google. I found it for uh, you, then, bud. I found it. Oh, okay. Hit yeah. me. It is, it is North of Schenectady and Albany. Right. Oh my God! I can't yep. believe it. I threw out Schenectady just off the top of my yep. head. I don't even. It is, know. I know where Albany is, is. It is practically. It's mo- literally a, a handful of miles from the Vermont state line. So, so it's north and east. Northeastern New York State. Gotcha. And when you say Albany, Rich, as a as a Simpsons guy, what else does that make you think of? Wow, boy, you're putting me on the spot. I don't know. What am I supposed to think of? <laughs> Do you remember the, was it 22 short films about Springfield? And oh, was, yes. Okay, and yeah. And it was Skinner, and then he invited uh, Super Nintendo Chalmers. Super Nintendo uh, Chalmers. <laughs> over to his house, and he was uh, he set a fire, and he said something about steamed hams. Yeah. And he said, well, I'm from Albany, and I've never heard of steamed hams. Well, it's more <laughs> of a 
you know what? I feel like I've screwed it up. He says it's more of a. It wasn't. It was more of a. Oh, I'm from Rochester. I never heard of that. Where it's it's more of an Albany expression. Okay. So okay, just now found a better name for the episode. It's more of an Albany expression. (laughs) It's more of an Albany expression. But regardless, uh, I'm fired up about this. So this will be a future uh, road tripping. Uh, for me and potentially for others in our club, if we can get organized, that would be super fun. So let, let me let me ask you this then: is there is there a connection between Ticonderoga and Star Trek: The Next Generation? Is there a reason uh, that this that this is there? To me, I would simply guess. And I don't know if this article illuminates it any differently. I would simply feel that they're doing this to make it complementary to the set they already have. Well, uh, yeah, but I mean, like, what what's what's the what's the draw there for Star Trek and Star Trek sets? I I don't know. I don't. That that is a that is a research question. That oh, oh, oh here we go. Crawley Crawley, who I assume is the guy who runs it, and his team launched Replicate Original set in 2016. Though it's been a long-standing passion of his since 1997. So it sounds like it's potentially uh, just a, a super fan who has always wanted to do this. Okay. Uh, since then, there have been several iterations of the set in various locales, including his grandfather's barn and a car dealership. So okay. it just it just really sounds like he's a mega fan who is potentially a construction geek and okay. likes to build things. And right. yeah, I didn't, yeah know good- if, I didn't know if it was like, uh, you know, the guy that, you know, created the galaxy class was from Ticonderoga, New York. And that's why, because I mean, the Bloomington, Indiana statue for Janeway, there's oh, a reason for that. There's a reason I, for yeah. Riverside, Iowa. You know, I, mean, I, I I see what you're saying. That is there an in-universe explanation? Yeah. One yeah. thing, and again, digging deep in, you know, the Trek Sherpa's brain here. Um, Jonathan Archer, captain mm-hmm. of the NX01, right, uh, said that he grew up in upstate New York. Ah, uh, okay. Hey, that's so not a bad, that's not there, a bad guy. There's an in-universe. They they don't name a town, right. but in headcanon, Rich, why don't we just say he grew up in Ticonderoga? I'm all about headcanon. Anybody that listens right. to my show knows that. <laughs> oh yes. Well, I hope everybody listens to your stuff, Rich. Me and, too. Uh, I, I'm going to let you do a plug at the end as you are taking a hiatus, so that people will tune into all the episodes that you've recorded uh, for while you're gone. Love it. Uh, well, good. Uh, so that is the end of the news. So now it's time to jump into talking as we have very briefly this season about lower decks so we have we have hit episode nine uh and rich you're not going to have the opportunity unfortunately to talk about the season finale oh, but darn. uh yeah i know it's really going to break your heart so wait wait is that one you're doing with paul uh it is not no when uh i was gonna say paul who is uh rich's co-host on on one of his great shows is actually going to be on for the next month but we are doing kind of an abrogation we're changing things around okay uh that we're going to be doing something brand spanking new i kind of don't want to spoil it because i really do no don't uh, don't spoil it don't spoil it i want i want people who are subscribed to this feed to just come on back and and see the new thing uh that that paul actually paul came up with on his own um and unfortunately i i I micro used one of the expressions a minute ago but i'm not going to repeat it um but i know i really look forward to that but no when i was talking to paul he's like yeah i guess i would watch lower decks but you know uh you know scuttlebutt says that it's not great i assume he's been talking to you or listening Uh, to our show that or he Um, listens to the show yeah exactly yeah so and i said you know what instead of uh just beating a dead horse and making you watch this season which you know, Rich and I have not liked it almost at all. Wait, 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 um, wait, wait, hold on. You're gonna make you're gonna let the new guy off the hook for lower decks, but I've had to suffer through like a season and a half of this. Charlie 
I know, I know. There, there, there will be a reckoning. You know, you want to, you want, you want to tread lightly and not, not piss off more people. So if I, if I pissed off you and I can stop it there, don't you? No, no, no. I'm not pissed off. I'm just messing with you, man. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> well, I mean, you never can tell. You know, I tread, tread, tread lightly, dish. But anyway, uh, just to blast through this episode real quick. This was. Uh, very interestingly, had a Klingon uh, when when the the title card came up. It was written in Klingon, and the translation is "wajdu." I think. I, you know, what? we needed Aaron for this one. We needed Aaron for this one. She's moved on, but the, uh, she would have been perfect for that. She would have. She can do a good Klingon. So I get. Well, well I will have to send her a note because we're talking a little bit later on today about some regional stuff. There so. you go. Uh, but regardless, uh, this episode, let's see, their spoiler, their spoiler free review simply says that uh, basically we are seeing uh, a storyline uh, attacked kind of in three different ways uh, mm-hmm. from seeing the on the Cerritos, as we always do. They're, they're on a, uh, a 12 hour warp, which means they have some downtime. So you see the characters, uh, you know, uh, trying to uh, do recreational activities but connecting with senior officers always trying to kind of be bootlickers which i don't necessarily think you know it's 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 kind of worn out at this point yeah because we've seen a lot of it this season but you're also seeing uh kind of breaking in a new character on a uh a vulcan non-starfleet vessel which i think is kind of cool it's kind of cool that they revisit uh the fact that these other member worlds do still have their own I won't say space military, but their own space force, as it were, space force. <laughs> so that's kind of fun. And then uh, similarly on uh, on a Klingon vessel um, and connective tissue wise, the, the Klingon vessel storyline kind of plays back into the pack led storyline because you end up seeing. Um, you end up seeing a little bit of. I know you're you're kind of rolling your eyes. I can. I don't even have the screen up, but I because I'm looking off into the distance. But I can I can feel you rolling your eyes, and yeah. I under I understand. I After understand. I respect that. I got you. I got you. I know it's just the packlids were literally in one episode of TNG, and it was early on, and it was just like, mm, oh my gosh. Uh, and then, yeah, so the third piece is, is, is on a Klingon ship. And again, I guess we're keeping it spoiler free at this point, but we'll, we'll, we'll bit bap a little bit, but, um, still not awesome, but massive, massive improvement from what we had. Nobody shows their asshole to anybody. So, I mean, that's perfect, right? I mean, I, if I could make nobody shows their asshole, the title of this episode, I would switch it up that way, but I am trying to keep it. I am trying. I am trying to keep it on the straight and narrow a little bit. Make it nobody shows their a hole. Uh, I will do that right now. And while I'm doing that, you keep talking. You keep talking. Okay. So anyway, your thoughts. Okay. So the one thing that I got out of this episode, now what what I've been trying to do is trying to trying to find because the comedy's not clicking for me right because i don't right. think family guy in space is funny and i think i think rick and morty is funny as i've said before but i don't think rick and morty in space with star trek is funny just don't right there are other ways you can go about it look star trek 4 did it right you know even star trek 3 did some did some comedy stuff right Star Trek Five did comedy stuff right. Star Trek Six did true. comedy stuff right. True. true TNG true. did comedy stuff right. This this is a complete departure from the the type of comedy that works for me with Star Trek, and it might work for some other people, which is fine. But what right. I've been trying to do is I've been trying to pull stuff that, since this is canon, since this is universe building stuff that stuff that informs my viewing of other episodes. And what I've come up with with this episode was they. 
you know that you like you 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 told you you spoke about they were on a twelve hour warp, so they had downtime. And mm-hmm. there is a point, and I think it's Boimler says, you know, oh, what are you doing? What are you spending your warp on? Right? How are you spending right. your warp? So like, there's this there's this concept and this conceit because sometimes you know you, you know oh we'll we'll be there in, in a day and a half we'll be there in you know in you know. 28 hours or whatever, right? 28 hours mm-hmm. to get from here to there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, for 28 hours, what are you doing? You're not sleeping and you're not all just like, at, you know, high alert or something. There's obviously other stuff. There's downtime. So there's, there's, there's room there for me to, to fill the gaps in my head as, you know, Enterprise D is warping from, you know, to Wolf 359 or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, well, right. what are they doing, right? In the meantime. So I, I like that. I liked that bit because that gave me a nugget to work with something right. to something to chew on. Mm-hmm. The rest of this was, you know, seeing Klingon lower decks and Romulan lower decks and eventually Borg lower decks. Now it's I like, will say that April and I had a belly laugh at that. We found that funny. The Borg one, the Borg one. If and so much that was it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the Borg one. I you know I I thought oh god are, what what are they going to do with this? And then of course it's literally nothing. They're just sitting right. there. Uh, right. So that one was that was okay. That was fine. And it was the end credits. So the, like that is fine, right? This you know right, showing your butthole to people is not funny to me. I mean, at least not like if if Rick Sanchez is showing his butthole to somebody, that's something completely different. I expect that from Rick, San- Rick Sanchez. I don't expect that right. from you know. So Star Trek a, officers, Star Trek a lot of a lot of your, your disconcertion has to do with ex- expectations subverted, but not in a way that you find enjoyable. Right. I mean, because because Discovery and Picard both subverted my expectations, but they did it in a way that that bettered the franchise. And this doesn't meaning better the fr- yeah. Meaningful. This doesn't better the franchise. This is just you know frenetic you know references to Star Trek stuff. And, 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 and buttholes. Yeah, and dick and fart jokes. I mean, dick and fart jokes are not a bad thing. I love I love Kevin Smith movies. He's all about dick and fart jokes. You know, I mean, Rick and Morty, same thing. I love Rick and Morty. Right. I think it's a hysterical show. But it's, I don't right. think, again, peanut butter, chocolate, I don't want them together in this particular scenario. So It's a lot of staying in your lane. Yeah. It's a lot of staying in your lane and when it doesn't happen. Uh, I will remark, and and, and April said this time and again, I love, and again, I'm somebody who is, I won't say I'm a fitness buff, but I I, I do like to exercise. I love the uh, Starfleet exercise gear. You have the wristbands with the the Delta Chevron on them, and then there's a riff on the, and I I actually have one because a friend of mine made one. I do actually have a shirt, that a sweat wicking shirt that I work out in that says Disco. Oh, yeah. It's got the the Chevrons on the sleeve. Uh, Captain is wearing a Rito. Yeah, Rito's, yeah. The, I mean, I really, and then, you know, you see Mariners wearing, you know, the, the kind of the old school, like Rocky boxing shorts that have the Chevron <laughs> on them. So I, I really dig it. So yeah, I'm, I look forward to that merch in the merch store and I will buy it. Sure. Because yeah. Because I think that's super cool. So yeah, I gotta get, well, I gotta get a disco shirt. Actually. I need one of those. One of those. Yeah. They, they mm-hmm. do have them in, in the regular Star Trek store. So yeah. You can, yeah, you, can de- you can definitely scare that up. So, Absolutely. well, that, that means that we kind of, we're kind of leaving lower decks behind because I don't necessarily feel like we're going to touch that at the very least until you get back rich. And I'll kind of leave that up up to you. Uh, And again, you know, Paul is going to be with me side by side over the next four episodes uh, and kind of embracing a new format of the show. And then 
I, we will inform on kind of what the show looks like when we get back. And Rich, you'll probably, you'll probably pop in for maybe one or two more, and then you're going to be yep. off to your own destiny, which I yeah. have much, much appreciation for. I think that the, I think that the plans which you've talked to me about are pretty awesome. And again, if you are in a point where you want to talk about them at the end of the show, you're more than welcome. So yeah, we're not quite ready to reveal what's going on yet, but we will be soon. Yeah, we'll be soon. Well, you can certainly talk about what you've already got. So anyway, let's uh, bring the show uh, to the final segment of the show. And again, Rich and I were talking in the pre-roll and we've decided to uh, retitle this segment as we move beyond just talking about episodes that have different social relevance and this and that. And and what we've done and and you've seen in the last two episodes uh, is that Rich has uh, a particular blind spot when it comes to Star Trek that is Deep Space Nine, by his own admission. I'm not just making this Yeah, no, absolutely. Deep, Deep Space Nine and, and Enterprise. Yep. He's he's seen a handful of episodes. A lot of the ones he's seen uh, have been because of his involvement with this program. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving forward into the future, as opposed to just you know, putting ourselves in the social relevance, you know, kind of spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to, and we want to make this a little bit more, uh, more inclusive to not only move beyond episodes, but we'll, we'll potentially talk about a comic or, or something else. So segment three, formerly known as infinite diversity will henceforth, I feel like I'm talking like the emperor. It will henceforth be the Galactic Empire. No, it won't. It will be called New Frontiers, which is based on, uh, we kind of snagged that from a comic book that Rich and I talked about many episodes back yep. uh, from yep. the New, New Frontier series. Yeah, the um, Peter David novel series that became a comic miniseries or two comic miniseries or something like that. Yeah. I think it was too. Was but uh, And that's something fun that you and I can come back and talk about. We can we could have one episode in the future where we talk about that first arc that was the four micro books. I would love yeah. to oh, reread those. And I think I literally have them on either audio book or on like the Kindle. I, but I, I will reread them. I will reread them for you. And we can yeah, let's do that. Absolutely. We'll do that sometime maybe before the end of the year. Definitely. Um, well, you know, I, I, th- I had lost my copies. But when I went through right. my Godmother stuff, she has every right. ep- every book in that series. Right. So, so that's, that, that's that much more reason to pick it up again. Exactly. Exactly. Much. Okay. We will we will uh, plan that for like November, December. We'll, we'll knock that out. That sounds so. fantastic. I'll bring them with I'm me on a- vacation and read them. Cool. I will actually. I'll start reading them. I'll actually read them because the audiobooks are always uh, abridged. They, they oh, sure, that's yeah. what they used to do. So I don't want to do that. So anyway, yeah. Uh, for the sake of of, of time, uh, let's jump <laughs> right back into it. So, Rich, uh, you said to me, pick great DS Nine episodes that I've not seen before, uh, and and throw them at me. So I did, and so yep. I gave you. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to give the, the the episode numbering, and then I'm going to let you say this. <laughs> else up. This is Deep Space Nine, season seven, episode sixteen. Okay, it's I, it's called Inter Arma Enum Silent. I think it's Ledges. Silent le, 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 Yeah, ledges. good enough for me. Yeah, it's, it's Latin. Me. It means uh, it means. In time of war, yeah. the law falls silent. That's right. That In I time remember. Of war, the law falls silent. Yep, that's it. Yep. Yeah, so basically, um, the summary is, attending a medical conference on Romulus, Dr. Bashir becomes embroiled in an elaborate scheme devised by Section 31 as a way to ensure the Romulans remain on the side of the Federation Alliance. This is mm. a this is a very Bashir-heavy episode. It also mm-hmm. stars William Sadler, uh, which I wasn't quite expecting, uh, but... I, 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 I thought I warned you. Yep, I'm I wasn't. Sure I, ex- I wasn't expecting it, and then and then I remembered. Oh yeah, wait, no, Charlie told me he was going to be in this. I love mm-hmm. William Sadler. He's, he's oh, great me too. in just My about God. everything. 
sure. he was he was in the uh, the mist, which we watched. He was movie. in the mist. Yeah, he was in Shawshank Redemption. He was yep. in. Um, He's big with the Frank Darabont crowd. Yeah, right? he it's is. He's he writes, definitely yeah. in the Frank Darabont crowd. Well, he has that troupe that he works with for the most part. You know, right? Always, which always which, a, which a lot of actors do for good or for bad. And again, you mentioned Kevin Smith, and I'm like right. some of his later films. I'm not a huge fan, but regardless. Right, right, right. So uh, William Sadler, this this Sloan character, is this the first time we've seen him? No, this is his second appearance. Okay. He appeared in the season six episode Inquisition, okay. uh, in which he introduced himself, and it's a lot of cat and mouse and smoke and mirrors, so it's nothing is what it seems until the end of the episode, okay. um, which again, this episode again tries to make it seem like all of that is not true. And it's just a lot of, like you said, smoke and mirrors and spy right. stuff. Yeah. I see that the thing that I didn't really, that really didn't get me with this is that the way they project, they pre, the way that they portray section 31 and discovery is, is my, it was really my introduction to section 31, right? Sure. Like, I didn't yeah, know that a lot makes of it. Sense. So like for me, this was, this was a little jarring because they were a little goofy with their whole like, hey, we're spies. Let's do spy shit. You know, and I was like, <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> right. So that's, I mean, all right, fine. And then, and then, of course, he ends up getting uh, phasered, but it wasn't really him. Although at right. the time when he got phasered, I thought, oh, this is how he turns into death from Bogus Journey, right? Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Oh, could have, so, could have always been. Could have always, always been. Always has been, right? So, right. yeah, but yeah, <laughs> another great William Sadler role right i love <laughs> now, that didn't he we just watched bill and ted face the music oh wasn't yeah he back, wasn't he back for that yeah he came Seems back for that yeah one. Yep. yeah yep. and i mean i just that movie was was super goofy but anyway yeah. regardless not to get too yeah. far off a path no no it, this also has uh, adrian barbeau in it oh my god adrian barbeau adrian barbeau and she was actually taking over the role of Senator Kretek that was introduced at the beginning of, of this season, season seven of DS9, which is just, that's my chef's kiss to DS9. So I've seen, the, I've seen her before, this character. Yeah, you, yes. The, the character, if you would have watched episodes one and two of season seven, okay. which was Cisco, you know, he had the crisis of spirit act after Jadzia died. He went back to earth and then Ezri Dax, who's the new Dax shows up and she, and then he figures out he needs to go on a quest to find the orb of the emissary. Does this sound at all familiar? No, but okay. that, that you, trill is supposed to be Dax. That trill that was in this episode is Dax. No, oh. no, sorry. Uh, the character Senator Kretek was played when you said, Oh, I recognize her. In those two episodes I referenced, she's played by the same actress who's kind of a quasi-androgynous actress that you saw as one of the Janai in the TNG episode The Outcast, which we talked about oh, sometime yeah. a few episodes ago. So, it, it, yeah, um, okay. that's what I that's what I thought you meant, but now we're completely off topic. No, no, so that's I'm okay. Gonna, we're, I'm uh, going to steer it right back. Okay, over on Memory Alpha, the, the original... Um, uh, yeah, she yeah. doesn't look quite like Adrian Barbeau's character, so I'm not sure why I feel like I've seen this character before. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah, and the actresses really don't so much look like each other, and I have no... Yeah, the makeup's uh, Meg, not really that, that similar yeah, either, you know? Megan Megan Cole is the name of the original actress, and then right. Adrienne Barbeau took over the role for this episode, which was her the final appearance of the character. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, yeah Adrienne Barbeau, she's a great actor, man. I liked her oh, a lot. She's been in stuff yeah. like... I mean, she was in... Um, Swamp Thing. Do you remember Swamp yes. Thing? That was fantastic. <laughs> do I ever? And yeah. and you know she was married to John Carpenter. I don't know if she still is, but she was married oh. to John Carpenter, and so I, she's been in a lot of his stuff, like just over the course of well, maybe not a lot. I'm trying to think. 
Well, she was definitely see, was she in Creepshow? She was definitely she, in. Um, she does the have fog. a. She does have a hot link. Uh, she was in Escape from New her. York. She was in Escape from New York. That one, great flick. I love that movie. Yeah, gotcha. Look, looks like she was actually originally slated to have the role of Ardra in the TNG episode "The Devils Do," which is, I think, a great episode. Okay. Which was itself adapted from a scrap script from Star Trek Phase Two, which was going to be the oh, original yeah. return to Star Trek to TV prior Star Trek the Motion Picture. Now we're absolutely off track, so I probably should shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I I've always I've always loved I've always loved Adrian Barbeau. She's she's fun. She's you know she's been a lot of like John Carpenter stuff, and so that's why. If anybody knows me, they know I love John Carpenter. I don't think the man can do any wrong. And so seeing her in uh, in in this was kind of a neat little little thing. So yeah, good stuff. Awesome, good deal. So yeah. uh, other thoughts about the episode? Things you liked? Things you thought were terrible? Um, okay, so I, I mean I don't want to just go on terrible like tangents or whatever, but I no, thought it's that- okay. It's, it, you know what? what? What is it that the kids say? Speak your truth. Speak, Speak your truth. truth. Um, okay, so what I what I did? Okay, so seeing a Voyager class ship. What's, what's oh, that ship? What's that class? Intre- intrep- intrepid, intrepid class. class. I love that, that, that intrepid class. That fired my engine yeah. when I first saw this back in '99. Because again, this was halfway through the final season, and only a few episodes. The last ten episodes of of DS9 are a single arc. Yeah, a single unbroken story arc, which is just oh, dude. Right. I mean, if you if you you know, I told you this morning that like oh, start at the season finale of of season five and just watch season six and seven. Right. If you had to pare that down to its bare essence, watch the last ten episodes of the series. Okay. Really, and really from this point, because this kind of gives you a good like the war's going on and there's this different stuff happening and the Romulans or blah blah blah. You could jump forward. I think it's oh god I can't remember the name of the episode. You could jump forward just a couple of episodes and you could knock out these these ten. Hold on, I will I will find it while 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 we're talking. Okay, um, but but you could yeah you could watch just these last ten and it would really cement things for you. I'm just I'm saying. But anyway, um, okay, yeah. So did they did they use Voyager sets on the inside of that? I mean, they yeah, yes, yeah. So I was saying it was one hundred percent Voyager sets because we saw uh, we saw the the observation lounge on the bridge, and then through the yeah. door you saw the bridge because I think Bashir came and went through the door. Yeah, yep. Um, I love the I love deck one of the Intrepid class, and I I've looked at um, and again it's somewhat apocryphal, but I've looked at a blueprint of it. You have the bridge, and you notice how over by the op station where Harry Kim stands. Yeah. There's a hallway that you see people pop out of. Well, that hallway follows down around to another turbo lift, but there's a couple of offices back there. There's a small mess hall. There's an airlock at the back. There's two or three escape pods. I mean, that's a cool deck one. Yeah. That's not just like, here's the bridge and that's it. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of fun stuff in the mix with it. Oh, okay. So if you jump forward just two episodes to um, episode 17 is called Penumbra uh, and it is the first in the arc of the final chapter, nine episodes. Yeah, okay. if you look at yeah the final, I, I will I will even send you the link. Oh, cool. Um, okay. That that is my yeah. If you just want to have something on while you're doing other stuff, um, just to give you kind of a, a primer, but you know, go back and take a deeper dive at a later point. Um, I would um, I would say that is what you want to do. There we go. There yeah. you go. There you go. Penumbra. Penumbra. Okay. All right. No, I, I think the other thing was the other thing that really stuck with me was the um the never say die 
yeah commentary which mm-hmm. uh, i think it's i think it's is it Kretak that says that's an odd expression or something like right, that? Right, exactly. A weird, that's yeah. a weird thing to say. And he says, right. you know, it's from an earth poem and, you know, it basically, you know, it never say die or it's from the Merchant of Venice or whatever. Right, exactly. Uh, I thought that was cool. I always like when they bring Shakespeare in to well, Star I Trek. Mean- because and I'm a Shakespeare nerd yeah. as well. So <laughs> me too. I mean, I I, t- I took a Shakespeare class one of my final semesters when I was at Michigan State. Oh, very cool. Uh, and, and and I've always loved it for that reason. But Star Trek, to you know, to my regard, has always been likened to the. Um, you know Shakespeare in space. You know right, because right. they're 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 epic characters, they're epic tragedies. You know settings and you know a morality play, life lessons, things delivered this and that. So I've I've always correlated the two. And then of course you have of course Picard's love uh, and frequent quoting of yeah. Shakespeare, not only from the famous meme where he seems standing on the bridge, he's going, eh, yeah. you know, and then you, why the f does blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you have boy, it was in a very early episode with uh, where. Q attempts to entice Riker to join the continuum, and you have that exchange uh, between Q and Picard in Picard's ready room where he quotes back, and again, I remember the verse, but I don't know that I remember from what play it is, what a work, what a piece of work is man is from what Shakespeare was. Playing. What a piece of work is man? Uh, how noble in reason, how infinite in faculty. Right. I think that's, that's I'm pretty sure that's Hamlet, isn't it? Yes. Oh, I, I don't know if he, I don't know. I feel like that might have been referenced. I'd have to look at the script. It might have been referenced, but Shakespeare was referenced. So I just yeah. I love that because that is also my favorite musical is uh, is Hair, and that is a song in Hair where they sing they sing the the contents of of that. So I, I correlate the two. So anyway, so Hair, now I, Hair is your favorite musical? Absolutely. All right, I, and, I, and I and I'm somewhat. I, well, I saw a. I saw a full nude production of it when I was 15 here in Grand Rapids, which is very, particularly at the time, very Bible belty. So <laughs> that was uh, that was an eye-opening experience in more ways than one. But I digress. Damn hippies! <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So so yeah so wow. right. so um anyway yeah thanks for partaking of this yeah yeah uh, episode and, and kind of putting yourself in my hands and saying hey give me an episode and I'll watch it. Mm, I like uh, it. I like it. I mean, so- there's only one way I'm going to be able to realize what I'm missing with DS9 and that is to see what the peaks are instead of like, you know, diving through the valleys to get there, you know? Right, so. exactly. Which is exactly, uh, I'll tease what I'm going to be putting Paul through when we get back <laughs> here nice. uh, in nice. this next episode. So um, with that, we're winding down. Let's do two things, Rich. Yeah. Since you're taking a little uh, assessura or a pause, as they say in music. I learned yeah. that from a movie. I learned that from a movie too. It was Eddie and the Cruisers. Uh, <laughs> since you're taking... What a great flick! And Joey Pants oh, uh, from uh, Sopranos is one of the starring characters. Joey jo- uh, Joe Pantoliano. Yeah. Um, boy, we just were all over the place. But anyway, Ritz, <laughs> since you're taking this little pause, um, talk to them about what you uh, currently do. And uh, I know that you can't talk about, uh, you can't unveil what you have planned. But I would tell people about what you do now in case they don't know. Sure, sure. Well, I, yeah, we do, uh, we do two podcasts right now i have one it's a movie review podcast it's called the view from the couch it's a uh, the title is actually a wink to my old uh my old days as a as a reporter for my college newspaper oh, and i remember uh, those days I, myself I did, yeah and i you know i did i did a movie review column there and it was you know it's a play on my last name my last name's davenport davenport is a couch mm. it's a view from me but it's also a view from sitting on the couch watching a show right or cool. a movie. so 
Uh, View from the Couch is a movie review show. I typically do that with my wife, but she is on a hiatus herself right now. So I've actually a a Sashura. Yeah, a Sashura. There you go. (laughs) And and so I've been doing uh, I've been doing episodes with people that I know, people that I I I respect their opinion on film. So it's been. And then, then there's Charlie. And uh, I'm just, no, <laughs> come on now. I'm kidding, it's I'm not. No, that's so not I've, very nice. <laughs> so I've got, I've had, I've had Charlie on. I've had Todd Oxtra on. Charlie's cohort over at uh, Secret Friends Unite. Uh, ah, and guy. then, that, yeah, that guy. And <laughs> then I've had Aaron on there, our former uh, co-host here. I've had uh, Paul on there a couple times. I've got my 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 one of my best friends from high school, Rich Vasquez, on there. We're talking about just recent movies and we, we just go over, you know, all kinds of fun stuff there. And then we have, uh, we have great disturbances, which is our star Wars show. That's the one that Paul and I do. If you want a taste of what you can expect from Paul, it's a very introspective guy. You should listen to some of great disturbances. He comes up with a lot of interesting things to say about stuff that you might not, you might not think would have interesting things to say in Star mm-hmm. Wars, in the Star Wars, you know, realm. But you can expect stuff like that when he guests on this show. He's a very introspective person, like I said, and he's very intelligent. Um, very much so. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah, find yeah. those on pretty much yeah. anywhere you get podcasts. You can find those. You can follow us on Twitter with uh, at view underscore couch or, un, uh, or at G disturbances. And that's that's my pitch. We have that's, we have other stuff coming, but again, I can't really talk about it just yet. We'll right. probably be we'll probably be bowing that end of November is where we're looking at right now. I so. was going to say, and I will be very happy to bring you back on, even if it's for a moment, just to plug the shit out of it. Oh so hell yeah, that'd be great, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you because again, you're going to come back, and uh, we're going to talk about the zero and number one issues of Mirror War, right? Uh, yep. And you can we'll try we'll see if we can't make that coincide. So, well, nice. with that, Rich, it's your uh, uh, final opportunity for at least a little while to do the outro, so I am not going to stand in your way. I will take care of that. For more information about Starfleet International, which is a great organization, I might add, please visit the USS Grand Petoskey and the Region 13 Facebook pages. And I was uh, I was asked and very honored to step up uh, and become co-vice regional uh, coordinator That's of right. our Region 13 yesterday, uh, which puts me in a position to work with Aaron, uh, puts me in a position to work with uh, Rich on finding ways uh, to enhance uh, the uh, member experience uh, within Region 13 of yeah. Starfleet International, which includes Michigan uh, and Eastern Canada. So um, please For- reach out to appreciate please. Yeah, well, I'm so go ahead. For now, for now, it includes only Eastern Canada. We're gonna try. We're gonna get all over. We're looking. Oh my gosh! Yeah. You think we could? You think we could take over all of the Let's north? Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, we'll build that big wall. Wasn't that the big wall in the Game of Thrones? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, I I watch that show in passing. Other people are crazy about it. I'm like, yeah. So yeah. anyway, uh, but regardless, uh, friends, as always, thank you for joining us, Rich. Thank you for being my dude. I mean, Absolutely, thank you for man. thank you for putting putting yourself in my hands. I'm very grateful, uh, friends. Thank you again for the third time for joining us. I'm going to tell you as always that sharing is caring and to keep on trekking. Guys, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Live long and prosper. Code 47 is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for our great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, or the podcast platform of your choice. If you would like to be part of the conversation, visit our new Discord server or join us on Facebook or follow us at Secret Friends U on Twitter. 
Please subscribe to Secret Friends on YouTube, and don't forget to visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.